And welcome back to the Something's Brewing Podcast, episode 22, the Sean Thornton episode. The Sean king Thornton. Of the, the king of the Merlot line, everybody's favorite fourth line grinder, <laughs> the king of the shootout, making Andre Pavlik look like a bantam goalie <laughs> North Star and Westboro. Um, but as always, uh, this is the show is brought to you in partnership with Black and Gold Productions, LLC. You can follow them on Twitter at BNG Productions. You can follow myself on Twitter at underscore Mike Sullivan, and you can follow Nick on Twitter at Nick Melanson underscore. <laughs> um, we got, I, I, first of all, I hope everybody had a good um, holiday break, you know, Hanukkah, Christmas. I know Kwanzaa started yesterday, so hopefully everybody's having a good holiday season. Um, busy season is finally over for the post office. No more 6 a.m. starts. No more 12-hour days. No more slinging mail left, right, <laughs> up, down, mid, out of everywhere. I, everywhere I looked, all I saw was addresses. I know I brought you a couple things over the month. Um, I brought a couple other people that we know mutually, uh, some stuff. But um, I played my part as Santa Claus, and I, I think I did a damn good job at it. So You, you know, did? Shout out post office. You put the weight of the holidays on your back. And oh you my God. I need a massage, dude. Also, it's so also bad. <laughs> huge shout out for uh, delivering my, my mail to my front steps the other day in the rain. I was upstairs, but my dad was downstairs and he was like, Nick, Sully's here. I was like, oh, I'm, I'm typing. I couldn't come downstairs. And all I heard was you and you were like, oh, hey, Mr. Melanson. And my dad was like, hey. <laughs> How are you? And you're like, yeah, I bought you the, I bought you your milk because it was raining out. And my dad was like, oh, nice, thanks. And then that yeah. was it. Well, he like, goes, he you? goes, uh, he was like, oh, oh, well, he was like, thanks, because it's, uh, it's pictures. And I was like, yeah, those oh, have been yeah. ruined. Those yeah, yeah, have yeah. been ruined. Those are from my brother. He every year he sends us a bunch of uh, pictures of my my niece and nephew and the whole fam. Sends us up here for Christmas. Um, how was your Christmas, by the way? I know you have. Was- you, you're, did you have a big family event like you did for Thanksgiving? Yeah, we did, but um, I actually, I this is gonna sound bad, but I didn't even go see them on Christmas Eve. I just, I just hung out with my girlfriend all night. So, really? uh, we spent Sim? Christmas Eve together. I know we we spent <laughs> we spent Christmas Eve together. It was good. Um, but Christmas Day, ninety percent of my presents were Bruins related. I'm wearing the Pooh Bear hat that I got for Christmas. I got, I got a um, Pooh Bear. Oh, Mark is gonna love that. I got a, <laughs> I got a Pooh Bear sweatshirt. Um, crew neck as well. Um, but it was a good Christmas. It was, it was nice, easy, relaxing. Went to Rhode Island to um, my aunt's house and we spent Christmas day there, had dinner. I exchanged some gifts and it was a good time. Um, what's the what about best you? thing? What's the best thing that you got? Best thing I got my, actually I'm looking at it right now. My, my girlfriend got me a, uh, a coffee maker. So, oh. so I no longer have to go spend 10 bucks no more at Dunkin's, Dunkin's every morning. Oh, yeah. Man. I feel like, I feel like, 
I feel like the the, the Dunkin' Coffee kind of completes the mailman look, though. I feel like you got to kind of. But I'm in, I'm advancing because now I'm gonna have my own mug and I'm gonna be oh. walking, I'm gonna be walking around like really looking like a mailman. Oh now. My. You officially <laughs> bought in. You bought into the part. Yeah, no, I 100% got converted into the uh, USPS lifestyle. But that the thing is, is about this the machine, we we were we were working on it for like I don't know, like a half an hour last night, and we could not get it to brew anything and so if something is not brewing in something my room right now something is not brewing in my room right now and i'm not i don't like it i don't know how to do it I, it's filled up with water it has the little coffee dust in it is it keurig no it's a quiz cuisine art cuisine art quiznos or, yeah except it doesn't make pizza but oh well, um, made subs oh well same potato potato <laughs> but yeah, anyways, enough about me. Uh, how was your Christmas? Uh, my Christmas was good. <clears throat> bit, of, bit of a quiet Christmas. Um, uh, let's see, Christmas Eve, my my aunt, my grandma came over, and we just hung out. Every year, my aunt gets me a, a massive Christmas stocking. Like, li- it's literally like three and a half to four feet tall, and she just fills it with a whole bunch of stuff. And it's always, it's, it's always fun stuff. Like, there'll be like a little, like, like a model plane or like a little thing of Legos. Or like a bunch of like candy or something. I don't know. It's fun. It's a it's a fun experience to just have like a hundred little gifts in front of you and rip them all open. Yeah. Um, and then Christmas Day, um, it was nice because in the past, uh, my dad worked for the for the DPW, so um, that means that you know whenever it would snow, it would mean that he would either be on call or he would have to go in and plow or sand or whatever it might be. And he's a retired man now, so we don't have to worry about that anymore. So it was nice. It was. Myself here with my parents. We had Christmas morning. My brother. It was my brother's birthday. He's oh. born on Christmas. He called. Your, he spells wait. his name. What? Your brother's Jesus. That's if you ask him. That's what he'll say. That's a conspiracy. <laughs> but his name. His name is Chris, and he spells it K R I S. Mm. So he calls it Christmas. K R I S M A S. That's awesome. He's so annoying. That's um, so cool. <laughs> but yeah, then we had the. The family came over, uh, my whole, all my cousins, aunts, uncles. Um, and ironically enough, my, one of my uncles works for the same DPW that my dad does. And he was on call. Um, but fortunately, we had fine weather. It was, it was actually kind of warm for Christmas. It was, it was, we had like this huge cold wave here recently where it was like single yeah. digits. And then I think Christmas, it was like 34 or something like that, which is, which is warm. <laughs> like yeah, for, for, for these parts yeah. for the last week and a half or so. Um, but it was fun. Had a good time. Saw some family. Got to kind of kick back, recharge the batteries. And now we're back at it. But you know what I got for Christmas? Did you get it? Take a guess. What do you think I got for Christmas? Did you get this? Did you get, this the, did you get the snowboarding jacket? No. <laughs> oh. Oh. No, no. I didn't. So the. I think I want to spend a good chunk of time talking about my snowboarding gear. <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> yeah right. No, I, mean, no. I know Marcus listening to this right now. Be like, oh my god. Oh, yeah, he's already firing up a tweet to kick me off the network or whatever. Um, the jacket in the snow pants never came in. They're done, donezo, whatever. Lost my money, so we'll get it back through the bank. But I did get. Um, I got a snowboard months ago. Just been waiting for Christmas to get it because it was a Christmas gift. It's been sitting in my in my room in a box. I couldn't do anything with it. But now I got the whole getup. I got the board, the pants. Uh, the jacket, which I bought somewhere else. Uh, I got the boots, helmet, goggles, uh, and gloves. So, mm. whenever snow falls, I'm freaking there, shredding down that thing. 
and I'll be sure to post a video of me wiping out. Or maybe, just maybe, I won't wipe out, but I'll be carving that freaking thing up because I've said it before. <laughs> Don't think it's that hard, but I'm about to put my money where my mouth is. I'm going to try it out for real. So uh, we'll have to see how it goes. But that was my Christmas. It was a good Christmas. Hey, but um, so let's jump into these games here. So we got two games to cover or recap, really. It's it's the uh, the Jets game and the much anticipated New Jersey Devil game. Um, The Jets came in. Second place in the central, just behind the Dallas Stars. Um, Bruins ended up getting that win three to two. And um, that was actually that was a really entertaining game, to be honest with you. So Jeremy Swayman got that start. He looked pretty solid again. He made uh, 25 saves on 27 shots. Seems to be that he's kind of beginning to find his place in the net again, which is really, really good to see. Obviously, um, he let up the first two goals. No, unfortunately, I mean, the Jets scored just, I think it was like a minute 58 seconds into the game. It was a Shifley goal. And then they scored like five minutes later, making it 2 nothing. And then it seemed like the Bruins just kind of woke up a little bit and they took it to the Jets. Pasta got a goal in the second. DeBrusque had a goal in the second. And then Felino with an absolute missile in the slot just <laughs> gives the Fully Bruins goat? the lead. Felico, dude. And he he got on the board. He gave the Bruins the lead. It ended up being the uh, the game winning goal. But Bees get that win. They moved with, to twenty six four and two after that one. Still eighteen and zero. Eighteen zero and two on home ice. The Bruins are half. They've they've reached the halfway point of their games at TD Garden, and they have yet to lose in regulation at home. Do you think that they is, ever? Do you think they ever will? I it's mean, crazy. even games that like. Uh, uh, even, like go all the way back to like that Carolina game when they were down like two nothing in the first like minute and a half. Yeah, I'm, like there's been so many times I was like, ah, all right, well you know it's gonna come to an end at some point. And then all the games that Swayman has started, that the other team has literally scored on the first shot. It's like, <laughs> yeah, I know. all right, well you know it's gonna the the streak's gonna come to an end at some point. But they keep on like fighting back and picking up games. It's insane. It doesn't matter if they're home, if they're away, if they're playing, uh, uh, you know, an elite team in the West like the Jets or if they're playing the the freaking Blackhawks who they kick the shit out of. But still, my point it doesn't matter who yeah. they're playing. They're going to come back and they can just turn it on like that at a minute's notice. It's insane. They, there's one thing about this team that um, puts them above everybody else, and that's their um, they don't quit. No matter what, they do not quit. And Derek Forbert. Um, was actually on the Spit and Chicklets podcast, their episode today. And he even mentioned, he said that Montgomery, what makes him so, what makes him fit into this team so well is his like demeanor behind the bench. If he, he said, if they fall back by two, he doesn't panic. He doesn't say like, all he says is like, he's like, whatever, like we'll get him back. Yeah. Like, and that's what you need from a coach. You need him to have that kind of calm energy where it resonates with the guys on the bench and they're like, you know what? Yeah, we do got it. And then they yeah. just go out and they pump out four goals. Yeah. And they, they have like the perfect mix of veterans and young guys. Cause even yes. their young guys are, are starting to enter the, the veteran status. Like, Around the league, Pasternak is still a young guy. I mean, he's like 26 years old, but he's been in the league now for like seven, eight years. He's a veteran in the locker room. Charlie McAvoy, yeah. a guy who's a Norris candidate, he's like 25 years old. He's a veteran in the league. And then, of mm-hmm. course, you have your leader, Bergeron. You have Krejci coming back, Felino. It's like... Marshawn, too. Yeah, Marshawn, too. It's it's the culmination of so many things. And it's like beautiful poetry on the ice. I love it. And yeah. it's, it's, it's so amazing because it's like... 
like I like I, I just I don't remember a Bruins team that that was like this, you know? Like it just it just feels like every single game, doesn't matter who they're playing, I expect them to win. And I expect uh, yeah. nothing less. Like the Devils just came in here or, or was it in New Jersey? Either way, they just yeah. played the Devils and I fully expected them to kick the shit out of them because they have out of like almost every team that they've played. It's insane. And yeah. even like we just mentioned before, games that they start from, you know, start behind. I mean, it's very easy to get, um, you know, to kind of let the game step away from you when you're losing one nothing, two nothing, whatever it is, halfway into the first period especially when you're on the road, you know, it doesn't matter what the circumstances, but those, those early deficits can get away from you, but they keep on battling back. It's amazing. What do they have? Yeah. Four losses now. And they're, uh, how many games have, have they played now? They've played th- uh, 33. <laughs> Holy shit. I mean, they're, <laughs> yeah. they're, they're, you know, they're like 10 games away from the halfway mark and they have four losses. Yeah. 33 games played 27 wins, four losses, and two tie or ties, Jesus, two, two, uh, I don't know, overtime shootout losses. I'm pretty sure they were both shootout losses, but I mean, that's incredible. 56 points right now in the Atlantic division that leads not only the division, it leads the NHL. The next closest team in the entire league is the Carolina Hurricanes, and they've played one more game than Boston. There's six points out from us, they're 22, six, and six. And the goal differential for the Bruins still plus 56. I mean, nobody's touching that. No one even it's, comes close. It's crazy. Even in the West. I mean, Vegas right now is the best team in the West. 24, 11 and one, 49 points. The Bruins have seven more points than them and they've played three less games. Yeah. Like that's insane. That three is less ridiculous. Games. That's, that's a six point margin right there. And their goal differential. I remember last time we recorded this, I believe their goal differential was a plus 54. And since then they've only played what two games over the, over the break and it's gone up yeah. two. And that's now plus 56. Yeah. That's insane. Who do you think is the team to beat in the West? Like who do you, if, if the Bruins are going to make it to the Stanley cup, who do you think is a team that's, that's standing between them and, and lifting that trophy? I don't even know if there's a clear cut. Um, Opponent right now. I mean, I guess you would say Vegas. I, I'd be a little bit nervous about Dallas. I mean, they got a good core. They got Ottinger and Net. They got um, Hints, uh, Heiskanen on the back, Robertson. I mean, Sagan's still there. Jamie Ben is still there. I know they're not what they used to be, but they're still kind of in that veteran role where they're leading those young guys. It's. I'm more worried about teams in the East. I think yeah. if you get, if you get to the Cup with this team and you beat your way through the Eastern conference into the Stanley cup final. The team I'd, I'd most be worried about, I guess is Vegas and Colorado. Once they get healthy, if they can get back there, but still, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know. I'm not really scared of any team in the in the West right now. I think if you get to the cup final with this team, if you beat all those Eastern conference teams on your way to the cup final, I think um, you, you, I think getting there is your Stanley cup final. Yeah. And then you just then you just have to keep playing against whatever yeah. team you get from the West. That's when it can get dangerous, though, because that's what it felt like in 2019. Just get, you right. get to the Stanley Cup Finals and you're golden. And they did against St. Louis. And they ran into a hot goalie. That's what would scare me. Like if they play Dallas, Ottinger right. can steal you a series. If they play Winnipeg, Hellebuck can steal you a series. Um, in Vegas, we've we spent a lot of time on Vegas. They've had two goalies who've been playing out of their mind. I don't know if they have, you know, as of late, but I remember when we talked about them, I think it was two or three weeks ago, they were yeah. among the top of the league in goals against average and save percentage. But one team that uh, is kind of sneakily looking under the rug, I didn't even notice until I just looked at the standings. Seattle is 18 and 10. They're fifth yeah. in the West. 
Yeah, they're they're uh, they're making playoffs this year, I think, and is, I can't wait to see what that's going to be like. Is Shane Wright even on their NHL roster? Yeah, he's he's in World Juniors right now, though. So they loaned Boy, him over to Team Canada. Did you hear about all the crap that was coming out with that, with him and his playing time and everything? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> that is unbelievable. Because I was a guy. I remember you and I were watching the draft at uh, Buffalo Wild Wings. And yeah, he, we slipped, he, he slipped to what fourth, and, yep. and a, a lot of people had him going first overall. And then it, I, I don't want to, I don't want to get it mixed up, but I, I believe what I remember was that, um, like the GM or the owner wanted him to play, like around twenty minutes a night, and the head coach was like, nah, not gonna do that. So like, if you looked at Shane Wright's game logs, it was like, it was like seventeen minutes. Then it was like. Eight minutes, six minutes, four minutes, four minutes, four minutes, five minutes, four minutes, and then he got sent down to Providence. And it was like, what the hell is going on? Why? I mean, he got, it he was got like, sent why? To oh shit! Sorry, he got sent to uh, <laughs> <laughs> whatever Seattle's AHL team is. Yeah, but it was like, what are you doing? You know, but uh, clearly it hasn't hurt him that much because they're eighteen and ten plus nine goal differential. Yeah. They're right behind Winnipeg in the standings. Good for them. They are. They're right there. But so, yeah, so the Bruins beat Winnipeg 3-2, and then they went into New Jersey, um, a much-anticipated game. You know, the a lot of people – I mean, I wouldn't say New Jersey's the second powerhouse in the East anymore. I would say it's uh, between either Toronto and Carolina. But New Jersey's still a good team. Um, and that game uh, – hang on one second. I'm sorry. Um, I will never yeah, have they, Toronto as a powerhouse. Not till no, they got to prove regular it. season power. They're regular, yeah, they're a regular season powerhouse. <laughs> but, but yeah, so Bruins go into um into Jersey. They end up getting the win four to three. Allmark started that game. He made thirty seven saves on forty shots. Um, Jack Hughes actually opened up the scoring in the first period late, and then second period the Bruins just piled on goals. Bergeron <laughs> got his thirteenth. Pasternak got his twenty third. Followed that one up with another goal. Got his twenty fourth. And then JD with a uh, another goal towards the end of the second, and the Bruins kind of actually sat back a little bit. And Jersey had two straight goals in the third, making it four to three. Tatar and Sharon Govich. But I mean, we need to talk about Pasternak for a second. He's got twenty four goals in thirty three games. That's that's on pace for like a almost seventy goal season. That, yeah, uh, that's crazy. He's his his with every passing second, his price tag goes up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And speaking of pace, have you seen the pace that Connor McDavid is on? Yeah. Too Holy shit. Yeah, no. He's on pace for, uh, last I saw, he was on pace for, I believe it was 164 points. Yeah. It's what crazy. the hell is that shit? <laughs> you can't and, even and do I, that in video games. Yeah, and I think they're the eight or nine seed in the West right now. Yeah, they're That's a wild card team. Obscene. It's literally him and Drysidle. It's did you see you definitely saw it. I think it was last week. I tweeted it and I think you, you tweeted back at me or something. But it was like dry saddle was he had the puck in the zone, was shielding off defenders, tight turn at the blue line, and then just backhand saucer pass all the way across the zone, led McDavid on his on his backhand on the back door, caught the pass, wraparound goal. I like I was a, a puddle on the floor. I was like, that is, that is like, like NHL three on three arcade. You can't even do that shit. Like that is insane. And to think that they have those two talents on the same team and they can't get anything going. They can't do anything. Even when they make the playoffs, they don't get to the cup. It's like, Oh, it's like baseball, like Otani and Trout are on the same team. Like you have two generational talents up there in Edmonton and they have nothing to show for it. It's, it's, 
it's kind of sad, honestly. If you, but I don't know. Is that more on McDavid though? Like, because if you're if you're producing that much, you like what Bergeron said a couple uh, weeks ago in that interview with um, TSN. He took less money because he wanted to win. McDavid's making almost I think twelve and a half million dollars. That doesn't give the team a lot of room to work with to actually provide him with surrounding talent. Yeah, Other but than I mean, Dry title, obviously. But I mean, to be fair though, twelve and a half million dollars for Connor McDavid is still a discount. He's he's ridiculous, and it's not up to him to put the team around him. I mean, he all he can do is get paid, right. show up, and produce, and that's what he does. And he does that better than anybody else in the league. I mean, if it was really that big of a deal, I mean, Gretzky was in the league for twenty years, and he only has four cups to show for it. I mean, this shit's hard. And McDavid so is hard. He, McDavid's twenty five, and he gets better every single year. Like, that's the crazy part. I remember his rookie year, I believe he played uh, 38 or 40 games because he broke his collarbone, and he had, I think he had 44 points. Then the following year, I think he had 100 points. He won the, the Hart Trophy when he was 20 years old. Then the year after that, I think he, he dipped down to like 97 or something, but he missed a big <laughs> chunk of games. Like he, yeah, no, like <laughs> he's literally, he's had 100 points at least every single year, except for the year that he broke his collarbone and, yep. and, and the COVID shortened year. Like it's, I think last year or something like that, or maybe two years ago, he set a new career high at 120 points and he's on pace to get 40 plus more points than that this year. And Edmonton is the eight seed in the West. Like at some point it's, it's not him like, holy shit, like get this guy some help. And I know he has dry saddle, but like, God damn, like get a goalie, like get a defensive unit, like get somebody because whatever you have isn't working and it hasn't been working. They just need a competent top four D and then a goalie who's capable of saving or a goalie that's capable of letting in less than four goals a game. That's all they need. That's literally all they need. It really makes you wonder too because like, I mean, you can have teams come out of nowhere. Like Vegas right. expansion team, they go to the Stanley Cup final. They're they're almost win. They almost yeah, win. Almost won the Stanley Cup in their first ever season. The New Jersey Devils have had a, a top three pick in like two of the last four drafts or something like that. And now look at them. And like you have Edmonton who drafted this guy seven years ago, whatever it was, first overall McDavid. Then they took Dry Settle. They had now Yakupov that they missed on. They took Puyarvi, like third overall. Like they have all of these players. Even they took Ryan Nugent Hopkins first overall a couple years before that. Yeah. And they just like they just can't do it. And it's like, oh my God. Like put somebody in there like myself who plays a lot of NHL franchises and I'll go in there and I'll whip something up. Like, like yeah. I don't know. Like at some point it's like Jesus, like do something, you know? Dude, well, so actually Mark just tweeted this out. I didn't know this. David Pasternak is one goal away from passing Bobby Orr for 10th in goals in franchise history. He's also looking to extend his current point streak to 12 games. Wow. This guy right now, would you consider Pasa the number one guy on this team? Number one. I think think you'd have a hard time right now saying he wouldn't be. Right. I think but that so um, many guys to pick from. I I know. Literally, that's that's a thing. I think uh, I I think all I think all scoring options go through Posnock, but I feel mm. like all offensive options would go through Marchand. Mm. If that makes sense, it does. But but like I don't know. I feel like I would have confidently said that before this season, just because I feel like Marchand is he's a better creator. I I trust him more with the puck on his stick. He gets more assists and he can score. If not. 
just as good as Poshnok, a little bit below. Mm-hmm. But I feel like this year, what you've seen from David Poshnok, those numbers you just put out, I think you would have a hard time saying that this offense does not go through Pasta. I mean, I the think, guy yeah. can score from anywhere on the ice. It's mm-hmm. insane. And I think like a month and a half ago, we were talking about, uh, you know, his little uh, one-timer shot from the top of the circle is, is starting to become very Ovechkin-esque. Yes. And it's like, holy shit. Like sometimes like you squint your eyes a little bit and it's like, you know, there's only one eight on the back of his Yeah, no, it's insane. And, and like the level that he's performing at, and he's still like getting better. Like you don't hit your peak until you're like 27, 28. And the, the guy is, is like 26 years old. It's insane. The guy's a Boston Bruin. He wants to be a Boston Bruin. He should be a Boston Bruin for the rest of his life. And um, even though we're in, you know, about to turn the page here and start 2023 and he's still not signed long term. I still feel really good about it. Like I still I do don't too. I still don't picture him playing anywhere else. It's Don Sweeney, say what you want about Don Sweeney, but he does not let people go that like there hasn't been a single free agent or a single player that has left Boston and has performed some really well somewhere else and been like, damn, they should have brought that guy back. Mm-hmm. Like I can't I literally can't think of a single one. I mean, they've they've maybe even trades. They haven't really lost lost many trades, but it, like it just, I feel I feel so uh, sound with his ability to resign players. Not even worried about pasta. He'll be here long term. Go buy his. I actually, I just got a a, a Pooh Bear, <laughs> David Pasternak T shirt from uh, for Christmas. Oh, did you? Not even, and and I opened it. I was like, sweet, I can wear this for the next twelve years because yeah, <laughs> probably going to get a a fat eleven year contract from the Bruins. So I'm not worried about it. Honestly, I'm. It's weird because I know it's a thing in the back of my mind, but I'm more optimistic that he gets a deal done than he doesn't get a deal done. I'm I'm yeah. more optimistic. And I think you have I think you have good reason to cuz like like the only thing that is pointing to him not resigning here is the fact that he's not resigned. Like right, right. and I understand like like money talks, but like he's sacrificed a lot of money in the past to stay with Boston. And I'm not saying that he'll sacrifice money again, but moving forward, the Bruins could be in the position to offer him the money that he thinks he's worth. And even so, uh, like you won't be breaking the, like there's very few guys that come across the table that could score 60 freaking goal. How many goals is he on pace for this year? I mean, right now he's got nine less goals than games played. So I mean, technically 71. Oh my god! I mean, it's I mean, <laughs> it's likely that it's not going to happen. But he's no, I mean, he's no, he's, no, no. he's a rare talent, and and you pay for rare talent like that. And I think Don yeah. Sweeney knows what he has. I think the Bruins know what he had what they have. And I think that Pasternak knows the situation that he's in. This is a good situation for him. And I think that they're going to get the job done. Um, and hopefully, um, it's a long term deal. I mentioned eleven years before. That's a baseball deal. I don't know what uh, eight maybe eight years. Yeah, that's what, I what, would say eight years. What would you give him now? Has has the number? I feel like the number's definitely gone up. Yeah. Oh yeah. I at the beginning of the year I said ten and a half. Uh, I don't think you can go over twelve, but I would give pasta. I feel like anything less than eleven is is he's taking a deal. So I would go eight years, eleven and a half, if they can make it happen. Uh, I would so still, much money, but, but yeah. the cap is supposed to go up. Um. 
Only by a million dollars, though. Batman was so off on his math. He he's said four million. It was, he said ass. four million. It was he's, he's only going up a million. He's an idiot. Um, <laughs> I, I would, I would, I would, feel, I would absolutely give him eleven mil. Uh, I would still be a little, little eerie about more than eleven mil, just because that would like that would literally be the biggest deal the Bruins have ever given out. How, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. we talked about this before. I correct me if I'm if I'm wrong, but I'm. 98% sure the Bruins have never given a guy double digits in terms of average annual value. I don't think so. I think that McAvoy is the biggest. What's he like nine and a half? I think he's nine and a half. And I think yeah. that's the biggest. Yeah. And I, and pauses, if they re-sign pauses, he's definitely going to be the first one. So Poss I would give him, he's, he's making at least 10. Like if it's yeah, 10, oh, absolutely. that's a steal. Absolutely. That's a steal I, if it's 10. I, I would give him 11 years, eight years, Jesus, eight years, 11 mil. And if, I can only get it done if I bump it up to 11 and a half, then you do it. Hey, what's eight times 11? His number, 88. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to do it. All right. So the magic number is 11. So How eight many, by 11. Uh, I want to go look at the Bruins all-time all time goal leaders. Um, Esposito's first, is he not? I believe so. Oh, no, it's Johnny Busick. Yeah, Johnny Busick is first, five forty-five. Espo's second, four fifty-nine. So you said he's he's he can he's passing Bobby Orr if he gets one tonight. Okay, so Bobby Orr's at two sixty-five. Wayne Cashman's at two seventy-seven. So he's gonna pass Cashman this year. So that's ninth. And Ken Hodge is two eighty-nine. All right, so he Whoa. could. He could I mean, so that would be another uh, another twenty twenty-four goals. I'm not a math guy. That's a 24. If it, do you think Poss is going to get another 24 goals this year? Yeah, absolutely. We're not even halfway through yet, and he's at 24. Uh, so I mean, then, barring barring any injuries, God forbid. But so then this year, at the age of 26 years old, David Posnock will be eighth in Bruins history in goals. <laughs> That's crazy. And then you know what? Number seven is Cam Neely. So Poss is going to get to like 342 goals, and then Neely and will ship him. his ass out of here. <laughs> <laughs> taking my damn record. <laughs> the funny thing is I can see that happening. Oh, um, my God. It's such a but, okay. thing to do. Actually, so tonight, now I'm curious. So obviously tonight, by the time you're listening to this tomorrow, the game will already be played. But looking at, <clears throat> looking at tonight, would you go all Marcus Swayman? Um, I, we, keep in mind we have New Jersey. I would tomorrow. go Swayman. Yeah, I would go Swayman, just mm-hmm. because you have New Jersey tomorrow, and then I would honestly I would go back to Swayman again for Buffalo on the thirty first. Yeah, because Omar yeah. gets a start for the, for the Windsor Classic, which you will be at by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, I I would go Swayman tonight. Plus, this is the team that beat the shit out of Swayman, um, hung what five goals on him before he got pulled at the beginning of the year. Yeah, we were we were also. Or, a it might have been for that one. I think we were. <laughs> I, think I, said, I think it might have been seven goals. I don't remember if Omar let in any or not, but either way, he got he got his shit rocked by Ottawa. So I would like to give him the opportunity to get them back. I feel like this is uh like you're building his momentum up. You know, he just had he had a good yeah. start against Winnipeg or against uh who did he play? Who did he start against? Yeah, Was Win- it Winnipeg? Winnipeg. Yeah, against Winnipeg. Yeah. And now you know he, it's the final nail in the coffin. Go out there and face your fears, face your demons, and shut the door on Ottawa. I, I do want to ask though, the game against the Devils the other night. Looking at the box score here, the Devils outshot the Bruins 40 to 23. And on top of that, the Bruins had blocked 30 shots. But they yeah. came away with a they came away with a four to three win. Do you think if Swayman started that game, it would have been any different? 
Yeah, we probably lose like six to two. Yeah. <laughs> New Jersey definitely hangs like four on the Bruins in the first yeah. half of the first period because that's just how it goes. But like, okay, with Swayman though, it's almost like um, when you like, okay, remember David Price in 2018? He mm-hmm. came over, he stunk. He was so bad in the beginning of the year. Obviously before winning World Series MVP. But his his situation is kind of similar. You, you don't sit Price because he was pitching bad. You don't sit Swayman because he's playing goal bad. You have to play them and you have to let them get them their reps in so that they can work their way back up and they can build confidence and get their game back to where we know it can be. So Swayman should be getting, honestly, like every, maybe not every other game, but he should be getting at least one start every three games, at least. I don't yeah. even care who we're playing at this point. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, I just wanted to, for shits and giggles, I wanted to look at who they're starting January against. Okay, they play Pittsburgh. That'll be Olmark starting. They play. Yeah. They play the Kings on Thursday. That should be Olmark starting. But then they play the Sharks, the Ducks, and the Kraken. I feel like you could get two out of those three games there. I feel like you could you could hand over to Swayman. Yeah, you go Sharks, the Ducks, Sharks, and Swayman. Ducks. Yeah, and then just put Allmark in there for Seattle. Is that but, home or is that away? Sharks and Ducks are on the road. Seattle's at home, especially because then Toronto comes in here the 14th, the two days after the Seattle game, and you definitely want Allmark starting that one. Yeah, you need Allmark on that, and that's fine too because then he'll get two days rest and he'll just be yeah. ready to go again. So, yeah. so Swayman's definitely going to have his opportunities. I think. Um, when did they release the lineup? When are we going to know who's starting tonight? Um, they already did. Swayman, Swayman starts tonight. Damn it! This is our live reaction. Baseball, but Nate Avalu just signed with the freaking Texas Rangers. <laughs> we should create a secondary podcast about the Red Sox because I have so much built up frustration about this damn team. Oh my hey, god! I, right. Hey, Sweeney's not the worst GM in Boston. No, oh my god, he's not. But um, <laughs> let's do a little re- or a little uh, game prediction for tonight, um, and then we'll jump into the ad read, and then we'll go to DMs. But uh, tonight in Ottawa. Swayman starting against a struggling Ottawa team. Give me a score prediction. Hmm. I'm going to say f- four to two Bruins. Mm. Okay. Yeah, right, mine is similar to yours. I'm going to say five to Bruins. You know what's kind of crazy? I'm just looking at um, some of these standings here, some of the numbers in the standings. Bruins have the best goal differential league by far, plus 56. They've scored the most goals in league by far, 130 goals for. The Anaheim Ducks have given up the most amount of goals in the league. Do you, after what I just said, with the Bruins being a plus 56 and scoring 130 goals, do you have any guesses as to how many goals the Anaheim Ducks have let up? I'm going to say 155. 146. Oh, They're my a, God. Goal differential is a minus 63. Oh, my they God. They suck. Oh, oh my God. God. They're horrible. Minus 63? Minus 63. Why are they even... Uh, why is Batman allowing them to play in the league? For how good the Bruins have been, right? Historic start. The Ducks have been even better at being bad. Like, that, <laughs> that, like that should really... Wow. No, that's bad. That's bad. imagine. You know what they need? They could really use someone like Hampus Lindholm, shoring up that defensive line. 
<laughs> I mean, if only they had them. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we're probably about halfway through the show right now. So let's jump into this um, wonderful company that we are sponsored by. Um, so <clears throat> it's time to talk about the amazing Cano Wellness Company. Cano Wellness offers you four distinct experiences for the different challenges you may face throughout the day. Can of sleep, can of mend, can of fresh, and can of boost. It's the trusted brand for sports, fitness, and wellness households. With over 50 vitamins, nutrients, 50. and herbal extracts in four compact sprays, cool. it's the most convenient way to get back on track with no pills, water, or messy powders. 90% of 90. nutrients in these oral sprays are absorbed in less than 30 seconds. Wow. It's like an entire health food store in your pocket. It is endorsed by Olympians, NHL players, and pro sports stars who rely on the Cano Wellness Company to support high performance. Mel, let's talk let's about it. Let's talk about it. <laughs> Cannabis is a first one. Uh, Cannabis gives you the ability to skip the coffee and sugary snacks and energize the healthy way. Use daily before you work out, when studying for an exam, and other times you need increased clarity, stamina, and concentration. Cannamen provides the after-party liver support and works fast to relieve hangovers in the morning after drinking. This boy could have used this the day after Christmas. This unique oral spray supplement is blended with 11 vegan vitamins and herbal extracts to replenish your body to combat headaches, sickness, and lack of energy. Canafresh reduces sleep. Oh. Well, no, it does not. Can of Fresh reduces stress and gives your body an immune system boost. Whether you're nervous before a presentation or need to calm down after a hectic day, the 11 natural and vegan ingredients in Can of Fresh take the edge off without making you drowsy or unmotivated. Can of Sleep is an all-natural and vegan sleep aid and is convenient and fast-absorbing. No more mixing beverages, no waiting for gummies to kick in, just spray, roll over, and snooze. Control your dosage on how much sleep you need. If you want to try these amazing Canna Wellness All Natural Oral Sprays. Please go to cannawellness.com. That is C A N I wellness.com and use our promo code BNG25. That is B N G25 to get 25% off everything on the cannawellness.com website. We thank Canna Wellness for sponsoring this episode in our weekly Boston Bruins related podcast. Sully, back to you. So. <laughs> Uh, before we jump into the DMs, I just want to give a quick shout out. And Mel, I know this is the first time you're seeing them. So live reaction on the pod for you. But big fan of the show, big fan of the company as a whole, uh, Melinda. Um, she sent us a little care package for Christmas. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so she sent me and you both. We got we got one for each of us. Um, we got a nice little card here. Here, I'll show you the card. Boom. Something's Brewing podcast. You're, you're my favorite brew. And then, um, it says, dearest Mike and Nick, success, much continued success to you in 2023. Happy holidays. Go Bruins. Melinda. Oh, my face the bottom. She also gave us um, two astrology cards, which is sick. So, um, really? Yes. And then we also got a nice little tree ornament. A no way. Ornament. Yes, yes. Yes. That's amazing. And I'm not, I think it's, I think she made them. I which think is she awesome. makes them. Yeah. Yeah. We, I've seen so, them. It's awesome. Cause her, her, her Twitter account is at Melinda underscore paints. And I know yes. that she's tweeted stuff before of her, of her making stuff like that. That is freaking amazing. Like, wait, let me see. This is so cool. Yeah. Yeah. They're exactly the same. 
But look at this. I mean, this is sick. This is really cool. This is really cool. That's thank you so much. Oh my yeah. god. Shout out Melinda. I'm, I want to come over after we finish recording and pick mine <laughs> yeah. up. Yeah, <laughs> dude, come get it. Um, but uh yeah, so thank you, Melinda. Thanks That's for amazing. listening. Thank you, Thanks Melinda. for always sending us DMs, questions, interacting with the pod. It's awesome. Um, but yeah, so Thanks, Melinda. Uh, let's jump into the DM here. DMs here. Before so, we get to the DMs, should we go to the yeah. voicemail? Ooh, yes. Let's do voicemail first. All right. So we have one voicemail. Friendly reminder. Um, if you would like to call in and leave a voicemail, I personally, I love voicemails. I love the yeah. DMs. But the voicemail is just something cool because we get to hear your voice. We get to hear the passion behind your question. You know what we should do? What? Immediately after the games, right? We'll put the we'll put the phone line out there, and then at the end of each episode, we'll oh, have like a reactions. Yes, we'll get like a fan reaction, and we'll be That's like, people, people are gonna call him like, fucking Swayman sucks, dude. We gotta trade him, fucking. And then we'll get like, beep, and then we'll get another one. It'll be like, oh my god, Pasta's gonna make a million dollars. He's no, you know it'll be even better if you if you had like Swayman starting like back-to-back games and like he sucked the first game and they call him, he's like, Swayman, ship his ass out here. <laughs> and then he plays well the next game and then the same person calls. Listen, guys, I, I, delete my old voicemail, you know, man. I don't, I don't, <laughs> we could play them back-to-back. That would be amazing. I think that's a great idea. We could start that. Uh, well, no, by the time people listen to this, the Senators I game mean, will have but come, come and gone, but they do play the Devils tomorrow. So we could start that for the Devils game. I mean, we could even just throw it out there tonight and be like, hey, quick react, like call this line, say whatever you want, and we'll play That's it on the pod next episode. That's just true. a quick reaction. Let's freaking right, do it. We're gonna I love add it. that into the, yeah, we're gonna love add it. that. All right. Well, if you would like to call in, do a quick react. You'll see the number on Twitter. You can find it in our Twitter bio. But if you're listening to this right now, you missed the quick react and you would like to call in and leave uh, us a question to answer in the podcast, the number is 508 263 So you can give us a call. Like Ethan did. Ethan gave us a call. Um, he gave us a call last week, asked us a question, and he gave us another call this week. So let me play this. I always mess up the first time. Hang on one second. Um, okay, here is Ethan's uh, question. Hi, how's it going, boys? It's Ethan here. Uh, got a question for the pod. Uh, so there is a thing in hockey culture where we all give each other nicknames. Mine was e- Emo. Uh, back in my playing days. I want to know what your guys' nicknames were back in the day. And who do you think on the Bruins has the best nickname? Uh, could mm. be current or all-time. Uh, love the pod, boys. Uh, talk to you soon. Later. I'm going to be mm. honest. That might be my favorite question we've ever received. That's a really good question. That's a great question. You You go first. Tell the world your nickname. I'm sure nobody's ever heard of it before. No one's probably ever heard this nickname before. Sully. <laughs> <laughs> how'd, you, how'd you get it? I don't know. Monsters Inc. Maybe. Uh, no, it's just my, my last name. Um, my family also used to own a bar in Marlboro called Sully's. So it just mm. kind of everybody in my family is called Sully. So <laughs> I know. So, I know. I know so many Sully's, and they're literally all related to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they all live. They all live within a five mile radius of. Me yeah. Too. Well, it, I remember. I, I remember distinct, distinctly because obviously I've known you my whole life, and you're you're always Sully. And then um, high school hockey, when your little brother Andrew, who did a couple episodes with us, was on the team, like the younger kids called him Sully, and I was like, no. 
this is Sully. Like, like respect your elders. And then when you grad, <laughs> when you graduated and I was a senior and Andrew, I think, was he two grades below me? He was a sophomore. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, damn, like, I don't know what to call this kid. I can't call him Sully because you're Sully. And I don't want to call him Andrew because that's like too formal. So I started calling him Little Sully. And <laughs> to this to this day, his number in my phone is Little Sully. But still, this whole Sully thing was weird. So I did S U L L A Y, and he's Little Sully. <laughs> <laughs> and I always called him that. <laughs> my nickname, flare. my nickname in hockey. Um, well, when I was when I was real young, um, like before high school, they just my coaches always just call me Nicky, just because mm-hmm. Nick Nicky, it's easy. Um, and then when I got to high school, um, usually it seems like, you know, your, your teammates give out nicknames, but, um, a lot of times coaches do as well. And I'll never forget. I was, I was a freshman sitting in the locker room and coach O'Brien, uh, called me Mel (laughs) and I didn't know he was talking to me and I was sitting there and he said something to me. He's like, you know, if, if Mel's doing this, you gotta, you know, you gotta come back and support him or something or be open for a breakout. And I was like looking around and then he said it again. I looked up and he's looking at me and I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) My name's Nick. And then he he left. And then I remember one of our teammates, I'm sure you know who I'm talking about, was like, if he ever freaking calls you Mel again, I swear to God, you punch him right in the throat. (laughs) And he was like, that is such a stupid nickname. Don't ever let anybody call you Mel. And I was like, what? And then like, I don't care. And now everybody, like everybody from hockey, from from our high school always calls me mel older kids younger kids kids our age call me mel um and then like it went into like like uh like my friends from like my best friends who i don't play hockey with they started calling me mel and i was like Ooh, that's kind of that's kind of weird that was just a hockey thing i don't want <laughs> and now i don't care now everybody just calls me mel it's everybody calls you mel everybody man. calls me mel but uh yeah i guess that's they're kind of lame. They're both just based off of our last names, but <laughs> yeah, I feel Sully like that's what and most Mel names are though. Um, but for the for best nickname in in Bruins history, I mean Johnny Busick has Chief. That's pretty sick. Oh, that's um, such a cool nickname. Uh, yeah, Terry O'Reilly, Bur- Tasmanian Devil. Yeah, that one's yeah, sick cool too. Nickname. Um, Bergy, Marshy. I mean, those are pretty. Uh, Marshan. I mean, they they have like the oh. secondary nicknames, like the little ball of hate. For yeah, yeah, that's a, good, that's a one. good one. That's a good one. Um, Cliffy Hockey. I like Cam Neely, Seabass, obviously yeah. from Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. Uh, and then I guess not a person, but collectively, I always liked the Merlot line mm. Mm. because it because it was like because it was it had a bit of a double meaning for me because like Merlot line, obviously they got that name because their practice jerseys were all Merlot. They were the fourth line, but it was also kind of like, what's the word? Like an oxymoron, like jumbo shrimp. Like they played like so hard and so aggressive and like Sean Thornton will beat your face in and Gregor Campbell will break his leg, block a shot. And Danny Pye will just mesmerize you with some of his moves on the ice. Sometimes I didn't know how the hell that guy was a fourth liner because he had, (laughs) he had a deep bag. Um, but then it was kind of like funny because like, you know, you compare it to Merlot, which is like this elegant red wine that people drink. And then it's like, oh, yeah, like no, like the Merlot line, like, I don't know, sipping wine and he can go out there and rock your face in and kick up, <laughs> get, get some pick up some hits and swing some momentum. It was funny. So yeah. I, I think if, if I had to pick one that was my favorite. I think player wise, I I always thought Tasmanian Devil for Terry O'Reilly was really cool, but I, but like group wise, got to go with the Merlot line. Yeah, you know the word. I mean, okay, I might 
the chief is so good. Like, imagine just chief everybody is knowing really this chief, dude. That's sick. What's up, chief? <laughs> <laughs> chief is good. Pasta. I mean, pasta is pretty good too. Pasta is good. I like pasta because, like, you can do a lot of stuff with it. You know, yeah. like pasta. You know, you can you can make pasta, make a pasta knock reference. There's a pasta emoji. You know, you can. I don't know. You could put his face on a Campbell's soup can, or you know, I don't know. You can, you can do a lot of stuff with it. But like, it's also just like the beginning of his last name, which is the same yeah. reason you kind of thought that ours were lame. Yeah, same thing with like 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 Berju's a good nickname, but it's not like all that creative. You know what I mean? Oh, what about the big rig? Big. Well, that isn't that Pat Maroon though. I th- yeah, but didn't they call Joe Thornton that too? I mean, they might have. Luch. I mean, Luch is pretty cool. What about Fat Pat? Fat Pat. <laughs> All right, Jack. Um, Looch is good, yeah. Soupy for Gregory Campbell. Soupy. That was good. That's, that a, was good, really that's a good one. That, I, that's I didn't think of that one. It was, it was so creative. Like, uh, yeah. Campbell, soup. Oh, yeah, Soupy. Think, that's actually, I, I forgot about soupy. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot they called him that, dude. Um, Johnny Rocket. Damn. Johnny Rocket. Oh, my God. Bruins have actually had some really good nicknames for players. There, You will never find a person better at handing out nicknames than a hockey player. No, you I won't. I swear to God. They're so funny. And, 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 like, I always love, like, the TikToks where it'll be, like, uh, like the social media manager for some, like, ECHL team is standing next to, to the bench door as the team is coming out on the ice for, like, a practice. And they, they have every single guy, like, like give their, uh, their nickname. And it'll be, like, oh, like, what's your name? And they'll be, like... Uh, like, like Jack Quinn. What's your nickname? Quinny. And then the next guy comes up and he's like, what's your name? He's like, uh, James O'Hallahan. What do they call you? Hallie. And it's just like, <laughs> <laughs> everybody's last name. It's literally so I, all you, all you do is cut somebody's last name in half and add a Y to yeah, it. That's yeah, literally, literally like, all it is. What's your name? Mike Sullivan. What do they call you? Sully. It's, it's <laughs> I like the creativity from the Bruins. Yeah. Um, yeah, damn, dude. Soupy is a good one. Yeah. You know what the, I, you know, the, you know what nickname for a line I don't like? What? Which might piss people off. The perfection line? Yeah. It's just, it's like, I don't like that either. There's yeah, literally no creativity to it whatsoever. No, no. It's like boring. It makes the line boring. Honestly. You know what it's other the nickname, least boring line of all time. You know what other nickname I absolutely hate? Mm. Blades. What? That's my coffee machine. I don't know. What, I, don't, I don't know what's happening. Something's brewing. I guess. I hate. The, I hate the nickname Blades. Yeah. Well, his real name is Beans. So absolutely, I'm glad you picked that up. All right. That was a that was a good question. We always get good questions from Ethan. Yeah, oh are. my gosh, we're at the end. This is the last episode for December. We I need a DM Ethan, question of the I month. Think, I think Ethan might have just won it with that one. I don't know though. <laughs> The question that Mark called in was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, it was. <laughs> um, but actually, hang on. I want to read this DM from Gail really quick. Ready? Mm-hmm. This is a really good question. She goes, hey, guys, who do you think has earned the spot on the fourth line? Greer or Smith and why? So here's the thing. Here's the thing. Who's earned it, right? Who has earned the spot? T- take out, Take out the fact that um, Craig Smith is making three million plus, and Greer is making a fraction of that. Just take that out. Who's earned the spot on that fourth line? I don't know. 
I kind of want to say Craig Smith, to be honest with you. See, I love I want to say I, Greer. I well, I love when AJ Greer is playing, but I feel like the the reason that I feel like I feel like Craig Smith lost his spot because they're trying to move him because of his contract. Like if Craig Smith was here on a player friendly deal, if he was making a million dollars a year, would AJ Greer have even had that shot? No. And I feel like because of that, I feel like uh I don't know. Like I, I, I feel like he. I don't feel like he was robbed of his spot. Like I feel like it's kind of shitty that you know the Bruins. Obviously, they have to move on to the guy because of his contract. But I do love me some AJ Greer. He is an electric factory. Whenever he's out there, he gets yeah, the he people is. going. Um, so, you know, I'd be happy either way. But that's a really tough question. Yeah, it's a good question though because I think it's it's a very fair question. Honestly, I think it's because they both earned the spot. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like that's Craig Smith's spot. I think that he's played well, you know, when he's been playing. But I feel like the only reason he's not playing is because, unfortunately, somebody has to get moved to make room. And A.J. Greer has come in. And I think A.J. Greer knows that he's going to have a shot to make, you know, to, to hone down this, hold down this spot because Craig Smith might be on his way out. And he's taken advantage of that. So it's like, yeah, yeah like A.J. Greer did a great job grasping this this role that was given to him. But this role was only given to him because it was taken away from Craig Smith because they're going to have to move on from him. And it's not just Craig Smith. Like there's other players that, you know, are in and out of the lineup. But I don't know. That's tough. Either way. I mean, I I like both of them in the lineup. So, yeah, I will say with Craig Smith, he produces more offensively. Yeah. But like you don't exactly you don't exactly need that. Yes, exactly. I mean, I mean you uh, like need like you need what AJ AJ Greer brings yeah. to the lineup. You need that big physical guy who's willing to his, his the main focus of AJ Greer's game is not to produce offense. The main focus <laughs> of his game is to just go out there, create energy, <laughs> hit people, it literally just just be a physical presence out there. And which is what the Bruins have honestly been lacking the past couple seasons. Craig Smith doesn't bring that. I mean, the bottom six doesn't really bring that. That's why you brought in a guy like Felino. That's why you have Trent Frederick in there playing every game. I mean, God, for God's sakes, he's getting speared in the balls by Alex Ovechkin because he's being <laughs> too physical. Um, AJ Greer pounding guys, especially in the beginning of the year. It's 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 kind of tapered off a little bit, which honestly was expected. You're, it wasn't expected for him to play like that all year, but at the same time, he's still bringing energy every game. Like you don't, I don't, I don't see AJ Greer out there and, I, and expect him to be on the score sheet at all. It's a surprise when he is. Yeah, so. and and I think you just nailed it, and that's why I think it's so valuable to have both of them. But yes. I, you know, you understand the writing on the wall. Somebody has to go, and if they're not, nobody wants to take Mike Riley, or nobody wants to take who was the other one, Strawman, whoever else. I mean, I don't know. You got to move on from Craig Smith. Um, yeah. But like, imagine like I don't know, like a seven game series, like the Bruins are running Craig Smith, and then like I don't know, they're like, damn, like we got to get some energy going for this next game. We got to do something, and they put AJ Gur out there and they start his line or something. Like, oh, I know, electric dude. factory. He gets shit yeah. going. That that was a really good question. That was a hard question. Personally, I feel yeah. like they both earned it. Um, we also got a question here from Mark. Uh, didn't call this one in. He typed it, sent it to us in the DMs. Typed it. <laughs> he said, "Good morning, Mike and Nick. I hope you both are having a great holiday season thus far." Here's my question, and Mike, please sit and breathe. 
Right, if the Boston Bruins do not win the Stanley Cup this season, would you trade goaltender Jeremy Swayman for a superstar that can get you over the cup hurdle next year? Sign Swayed with two-year bridge deal without any no-movement clause or no-trade clause during the upcoming offseason and move him. Uh, I'll read the rest. His replacement, in my opinion, in a very cap-friendly number would be netminder Brandon Bussey. <laughs> who I believe has higher upside regardless of NHL experience or lack thereof. Great show, guys, and please more Bruins hockey talk and less Nick acting like an old lady purchasing <laughs> things online and whining about the whole process. I don't think there's ever been a bigger beef between anybody other than uh, Mark and this whole yeah snow that's, snowboarding jacket brigade. That's a really good question, but before I question. answer that, I wanted to ask you, what color jacket do you think I should wear? Because I was thinking about going <laughs> white, but I think I, I might, gonna, I think I, I might go black. I was, I was gonna get a white helmet, but I've been told that when you fall, and it, like it gets dings and scratches and stuff, and it's it's easy to see. So I went black instead. But um, I guess we can go back and talk some Bruins now. So uh, let's see. <laughs> Would you trade goaltender Jeremy Swimming for a superstar? I don't know. I don't think I. I don't know what superstar Jeremy Swayman would get you, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, I don't know much about, uh, what's his name, Brandon Bussey? He's pretty good. Is he really? How old is yeah. he? I, like, I, 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 the amount that I know about, about him is um, what Mark and the, the, Providence, the Providence Bruins Twitter, not the official one, it's like one that I think is a B&G account. They tweet about about him often. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know too much about him. I just know that they, they have some goalies down in Providence. Um, there was him. Obviously, they got that DPHO guy. Keith Kincaid, as we found out last episode, is freaking 32, whatever the hell <laughs> he is. Um, <laughs> but I mean, it seems like they have some guys. Um, well, Brandon Bussey is he's 24 years old. Um, his numbers this year, his last 10 games, uh, he's played six games. He's got a 928 save percentage. He's he's allowed 12 goals on 154 uh, shots. Last five games, two oh, games played. Uh, three goals against 62 shots against him, 954 save percentage. So he's looking like a pretty good, yeah. 954 save percentage. He's looking pretty good. Um, But I don't know. I guess, I guess, man, in that sense, if you do have these goalies coming up through the pipeline and you're confident enough in Bussy, you could potentially move Swayman, I guess. I even though I wouldn't, I I, mm. I wouldn't be for it. But if you are looking to kind of get, you know, a, a, a legitimate piece into this lineup, like maybe he's a um, piece in the in a Bo Horvat trade. You get Bo Horvat from Vancouver, but I don't know if I would want to. I don't know if I would want to lose him. I I think it would have to be. In like an extremely specific, like you would really have to see if you're getting back. Yes. Because one thing, one thing is you can never have too many goalies in your system. I don't care what people say. I mean, how many prospects have we seen? Goalie prospects that it, they, it doesn't matter how good they are, they come to the NHL and they shit their pants. The Bruins took Malcolm Subban in the first round. He was my favorite player in the entire world. Sully knows this. He was my wallpaper on my Chromebook all throughout high school. And they took him in the first round. He was, he played all right in Providence. They called him up and like, again, I think it was against St. Louis and he like did not even look like he belonged in a pair of skates. And now he sings the national anthem at games. So like, (laughs) I, I like it's happened before where there's been great goalie prospects who have come up and just, they they're just not good and you know this brandon bussey guy sounds like he he could be really good he's 24 what is he uh, ncaa is he a college hockey kid no he's in uh providence 
where do they where how they draft him though? How do you make it to the Bruins? Um, Brandon Bussey, he played in the uh, NCHC and then got drafted. Did he get drafted? Um, hang on one second. I believe he was. Yeah, he was undrafted actually. Wow. Well, either way, I mean, yeah, swimming, signed, as a, signed as a free agent in March of uh, this year. Yeah, I mean, either way, Swayman has, he was, what, a fourth, I think it was a fourth, maybe a fifth round draft pick. He's worked his way up through Providence. He play, he, he was fantastic last year. He's a, one of the best young up-and-coming goaltenders in the league. You think you have your goalie of the future, and you want to trade him away for a superstar. Like I said, it would depend on who they got back, but like, I would not feel like if Brandon Bussey had like any NHL experience, I would feel a little better about it. But like, I wouldn't just, I don't know. Like I wouldn't just throw away Jeremy Swayman in a trade. And like, who knows? Like what happens if Omar gets hurt? I mean, what happens if Omar suddenly isn't the best goal you've ever seen anymore? And you have to rely more on your depth. If you have to rely more on Brandon Bussey and suddenly he comes up to the NHL and he just isn't that guy. And now well, you're looking and you just traded away Swayman. Well, the thing is, too, we do have Allmark signed through the 2025 season. So yeah. there is there is that plan, too, if you want to run Allmark for these next couple of years and have Bussy be that backup guy and actually see what he has. And, and you're able to trade Swayman for, say, a, a first line center because Bergeron and Krejci, they're not going to be here yeah. for a very long time. So if, if you're able to do that and... Because you you still have pasta, you still have Marshawn, you still have Hall. Um, you, you're just you're going to have to replace that center spot. So if Swayman's the guy who you have to use as a trade piece to get that center back into your lineup, and you still have Omar signed through 2025, then it works, and and you can you kind of are in a position to do that in your. Probably you're you're kind of holding off a little bit of a rebuild too at that point because what you're missing in this lineup is going to be center depth. Yeah, I don't know. I would still be I'm I would still be reluctant to do so. I mean, would would you have would you have traded last year? Would you have traded Jeremy Swayman last year with how Olmark was playing to get no a guy like that? No, and no, like no. I know Olmark has been fantastic there. Nineteen and one point ninety point nine three save percentage with a one point nine four goals against average, playing out of his mind, and I get it. But who's to say that he's going to do it again next year? Who's to say that he doesn't take a step back and plays like he did that last year, next year? And I don't know. Like I just like I I feel like that's a uh, a risk, and I feel like yeah. it's an un, an unwarranted risk. And I feel like long term that would definitely help the Bruins um, depth wise, but. I don't know. I think that's a tough question. I always feel really weird about trading guys like that, um, especially because you only have two goalies. And and like we've mentioned before, how hard it is to find that guy. All the teams that have spent literally decades searching for their goalie of the future. And the Bruins have one right now in, in Linus Olmark, right? He's 29. You just said they got him locked up now for the next couple of years. And they hope that he can keep performing the way that he has. But who's to say that he doesn't? And who's to say that he doesn't take a step back? And if you ship Swayman out in the offseason, you don't have that guy to fall back on. Because I feel like right now, you know, Swayman isn't playing great. He hasn't been playing great this season. But thank the Lord that Linus Olmark is. And who's to say that, like, Linus Olmark next year doesn't take a step back or doesn't get injured or doesn't just, for whatever reason, doesn't play the way that he has 
this year. And you can't go and say, well, at least we still have this 25 year old Swayman. Like at least we still have this kid coming up. And I get, you could say, well, we still have Brandon Bussey, but like, you don't know what he's going to be. He's 24. You just said he was signed what this year as an undrafted free agent, no NHL experience. He's a prospect and that's all he is. So, you know, it seems like the Bruins have some good goaltending depth, obviously between Olmark, Swayman, Bussey and the 32 year old Keith Kincaid. Um, But like if if at the same time, if that's what it takes to get a guy of who did you who did you mention? Brock Besser? No, Bo Horvat. Oh, Bo Horvat. Even if that's what it takes to get a guy like that to Boston, ugh. I you would really have to sit down and and think about it. But like, ugh, that's tough for me. Yeah. I mean, I'm just reluctant to move on from guys because you, especially exactly. goalies, because you don't know what you're going to get. But but it, there is the fact that this team is going to have to. I mean, you already you can't you can't run with two goalies and have no center depth. It, like yeah, I agree. I mean? But at the same time, like you can't you can't not have a goalie. And like like look at what's happening in Edmonton. They have two all time greats. They have two future Hall of Famers and no goalie. And I understand that the Bruin and, and they're the ninth seed and I understand or eight seed. I understand the Bruins still have Linus Olmark, but like you just you just don't know. And like who like who knows? Like what if you make a trade for uh a, a Bo Horvat or whoever, and then next year suddenly two weeks into the year, Olmark goes down. Or who's to say that, like, I mean, like this year, there were so many goalies around the league who were horrible. Like Elvis out in Columbus is playing like shit. And like, yeah. that's who's been like, a, he's like, he was their guy. And like, again, who's to say that that doesn't happen to Allmark? Like it, it, it could happen. I hope it doesn't happen. And the way that he's playing right now, I know it's hard to believe that he, that that can happen. But like this Allmark that we're seeing right now, is not the Olmark that he's been his entire life. He's never had a sub. His his last year was his career year. He had a 917 goals against average and a 2.45. Sorry, 917 save percentage and a 2.45 goals against average. Those are very respectable numbers. But like before that, he was a consistent 915, 905 save percentage, 3.1 goals against average, 2.69 goals against average. Like I don't know. Like I I, I would put I would put more faith on Olmark maybe taking a slight a slight step back next year than he is to continue yeah. progressing the way that he is right now. And I feel like he, he can do that next year because you still have Swayman behind him. And I would just be worried. Like, they're, like the Bruins have always had two goalies. They've always had two goalies. They had Tim Thomas and Tuka Rass. They had Tuka Rass, Chad Johnson, Anton Hudobin, Marty Turco was in here. Halak. I mean, yeah, Halak. I mean, they've always had two goalies. And like, like next year... If you don't have Swayman, and even if Olmark is playing out of his mind again, I mean, are you going to want to start that guy 70 games a year? I mean, how is that going to look for him going into the play? I don't know. I always, I understand you can find a backup goalie. I just, I, I just feel so weird about trading guys like Swayman this early into their career. Yeah, no, I do too. It's, it's a good question and it's a good thing to ponder on because I mean, outside of this, like after the season's done, who knows if Bergeron's coming back? Who knows if Krejci's yeah. coming back? And those are holes that you're going to have to fill somehow. Yeah. Um, and it's not and like it, them leaving is going to clear up a lot of cap either. They both took a very, very, very team-friendly deal to, to yeah. come back. And to Mark's point, I mean, if you want to get a superstar like that, I think your only ticket to even being in that discussion is if you move Swayman. I mean, dude, yeah. I mean, you're not you're not going to trade McAvoy. You're not going to trade. No, not going to trade Lindholm. I mean, nope. 
Fabian Lysel doesn't have the value that Swayman does. I mean, I don't know. Like, there's there's nobody else to move. So if that's truly your only option, I understand you have to start entertaining the idea. But like again, I mean, goalies, you need a goalie in there. There's few and far between elite goalies in this league. There's been so many teams that have picked the wrong guy that have traded their backup because they thought they had the guy and it, it just didn't work out that way. And I think that this is this is a little different because Lena Somark is that he is him right now. He is that yeah. guy. And yeah. he is an NHL starter and he has been for a while. And I feel confident with Omar. But what the Bruins have right now is depth. I don't know. I don't know. I understand, you know, next year if they don't win the cup, Bergeron's gone, Krejci's gone. You got two huge holes at your center position. Are there any good free agent centers in this class? Do you know? Um, I know that there's a couple. I'm pretty sure Ryan O'Reilly is a is yeah. A, I mean, uh, Ryan O'Reilly, I mentioned before, is a guy I would love if they lose Bergeron. Even if they, even if they keep Bergeron, or maybe they lose Krejci. If they lose one of the two, either way, I would love Ryan O'Reilly here. I think he would fit this team like a glove. He's he's the Walmart version of Bergeron. Yeah, I mean, I would. Uh, I think I would look to free agency before before you move a guy like Swayman, but like, I, I, don't, I don't, I mean, I really don't know. That's a hard I mean, question. And you, you know what? That's, that's why Don Sweeney gets paid a shit ton of money and we don't. <laughs> so upcoming free agents, free agent centers, Jonathan Taves. No, thank you. Ryan O'Reilly. Okay. Yes, please. Sean Monahan wouldn't mind, <laughs> but maybe a second center. Dylan Larkin. That would be interesting. Oh yeah. I would like Larkin. Uh, Joe Pavelski, Alex Kalorn, Kerfoot, uh, JT Comfer, and then the the list kind of, I mean, the next guy on the list is Craig Smith. Uh, I don't know about that one. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't know, man. It's going to be interesting. And it's going to, and, and Mark might be right. You might have to move a guy like Swayman to fill that role somehow. But I mean, we'll see when we get there. But um, do we what have any you, other DMs? What if you had a trade offer on the table, right? What if it was okay. for, uh, I don't know, n- name, name a, a superstar center that you think would be feasible for the Bruins to trade for if they moved a goalie. It wouldn't just be Swayman. It would, you'd have to add more, but maybe Barzal, but I don't think the Islanders are going to move on from him anyway. All right. Well, hypothetical say the Islanders come to you and they, and they say, well, we will trade you Matt Barzal for you pick Swayman or Olmark. Which one would you feel better about Sw- sending back? Swayman. 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 Yeah. I love, <laughs> I love the youth, though. Yeah. yeah I don't know, man. Uh, but tough question. Do we have any other DMs, or was that it for this um, week? I think... I think that was it. Yeah, I yep, think that was it. I think it was. All right. Well, hey, thank you all for listening. Um, Nick, actually, do you want to read off the voicemail? Um, yes. Phone number again. You can give us a oh. call. But don't forget, we're doing reaction, uh, live reactions after game. So call that number right after the game ends and just let it all out. No filter. Oh yeah, I want to hear everything. You can swear everything. on this podcast. Yes. So let it all out. You can yes. vent to us. The phone number is five zero eight two six three zero eight five four. You can give us a call. Rain, shine, snow, sleet, sunny, cloudy, dark, day. Doesn't matter. The phone is always active. Give us a call. Also, it, it might be better, too, because we don't know who's calling. Um, you can say your name. You can drop your Twitter handle. Do whatever the hell you want. 
yep. and uh, and we'll play it and and you'll get our live reaction because as I mentioned before, um, I have access to the to the to the Google Voice account. I don't. I, I gave you the the account number, but I don't think you've signed in. So usually I'll listen to them, but I don't think you ever know what is about to be said. So you'll more than likely hear our live reaction <laughs> as we're hearing it together for the first time. Yeah. Um, yeah, so yeah, please call the voicemail line. This it's honestly so much fun to hear you guys and the live reactions to post games or pre games, whatever. It's gonna be awesome. Um, <laughs> but anyways, this was episode two of Something's Brewing. As always, brought to you in partnership with the Black and Gold Productions LLC. You can follow them on Twitter at BNG Productions. <laughs> you can follow right. myself. <laughs> you can follow myself on Twitter at underscore Mike Sullivan. Uh, you can follow Nick on Twitter at Nick Melanson underscore. And we will catch you all next week. Bye. I was opening my soy sauce, my soy sauce, so, soy sauce, my soy sauce. <laughs> I was opening my soy sauce packet, and it exploded all over my laptop and my work computer. Oh, oh no! So I had to deal with that on top of. <laughs> <laughs> what do you say? That's so gross. Excuse you. That's what